Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Raspberry Chapel. I am curious if there's anyone here who's visiting for the first time today to the Raspberry Chapel. And is there anyone um, who's coming to the 12 Moments series for the first time? A couple people. Well, welcome, everyone. I'd like to ask you just take a moment, turn to someone close to you who you don't know, and just introduce yourself and maybe share what brought you here today. Okay, if you don't mind just finishing up, your final words. Okay, now I'd like to give, um, now that you all had a moment to quickly introduce yourselves, I'm going to give a little bit of background for those of you who are visiting the Rothko Chapel for the first time, so you have a little bit of context as you enter into your practice today. The chapel was opened in 1971 as a sacred space dedicated to art, spirituality, and human rights. It is the complete work of art of the artist Mark Rothko, so not only the 14 enormous, amazing paintings that surround you, but also the space itself. And we also, in addition to being open every single day of the year from 10 to 6 is a quiet place for people to come, to sit, to reflect within themselves, we also do offer ongoing public programs, uh, including what you're experiencing today. And this series, 12 Moments, Experiencing Spiritual and Faith Traditions, uh, is a series that we started in 2005. We offer it the first Wednesday of the month from 12 to 1, and we invite individuals of different spiritual and faith traditions to lead an experiential and educational practice. I want to just flag a couple quick things. In your program on the back, we have many different programs coming up. So for those of you uh, who are here for the first time, you like what you're experiencing, you'd like to check out other offerings, you can get one of our program brochures at the front desk, which shows you all the different series that we offer. But specifically on the back of your program, there are two programs I want to bring to your attention. We have a series called Concept of the Divine. It's a two-year series where we have invited individuals of um, different belief systems and different vocations to share their concept of the divine and how that's changed over the course of their life and how it's informed their work and their contribution to community. Um, we have one that will be next uh, Thursday, February the 15th, and um, it's a Franciscan sister and um, scientist named Ilya Delio, 
and she's going to be in conversation uh, with the local spiritual leader, Bill Curley. I want you to know the registration is filled, but that doesn't mean that there isn't still space. So if you're interested in learning more, you can go on our website and then just show up that day, and we'll do our best to get you in. And then our next 12 Moments offering is going to be a Zoroastrian tradition, and that'll be next month on Wednesday at 12 o'clock. So I'm going to move into introductions soon. I want to ask, though, that if you'll just take a moment to please turn off your cell phones. Uh, today's offering is going to be audio recorded, so it is going to be available on our website if you'd like to revisit it, share it with friends, and, uh, and go back through the practice, so nothing's going to be lost. And also, we will take a couple photos of the experience, so those will be available for you, too. Now I'm going to move to reading, so if you don't mind, I'm just going to share a little bit about our uh, presenters today. We're really fortunate to have Simon Cox and Brandy Beckett today leading uh, a meditation in the Dallas tradition. And I have to say, like, we searched all over Houston looking for someone to lead this practice. It took a while, but we are so delighted to have you both here. So Simon Cox and Brandy Beckett both spent six years living and training in China at the Wudang Dallas Traditional Kung Fu Academy. And during their time there, they studied at a Jade Void Temple where they learned Chinese Taoist meditation, Taoist music, Kung Fu, Tai Chi, and Qigong. They, began, they became lineage holders of the Sanfeng sect in 2012. Simon is pursuing his PhD in Chinese and Tibetan religions at the University, Rice University. And Brandy began studying Kung Fu with her mom and sister at the age of 14. She began studying Taoism when she traveled to China in 2008. And while there, she learned a body-centered method of connecting with the Tao, and her practice continues that tradition today. Um, are you all the founders of Wounded Houston? Is that right? And they might share a little bit more about them and that. But uh, through Wudang Houston, which you'll see on your programs, there's a little bit more information. Uh, they do teach donation-based Taoist martial arts, Tai Chi, and meditation at Fleming Park. And there's more information about the days and the, the times when they offer that. So please join me in welcoming them. Thank you all for being here. Thanks. <coughs> Are our mics on? Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for coming out today. This is an incredible showing. I see a few familiar faces and way more unfamiliar faces. So I'm really happy to have everybody here. Uh, to kind of uh, share the stuff we learned in China. So uh, I, I came back from China in 2014 and became a, a grad student right away. So I've been like, had, I've had my nose buried in books for the past several years. Uh, and I haven't, I learned all this stuff in China and I've still practiced it, but I haven't really been uh, sharing it very much. So this is kind of a first for sharing the meditation stuff. Um, so uh, do you have anything to kind of introduce? No, okay. Yeah, so, so what we're going to be doing today is uh, foundational practices for uh, the traditional Taoist meditation method called uh, Nadan in Chinese. It means uh, inner alchemy. Um, so it's, it's this extremely kind of complex meditation tradition that arose in the medieval period, say around the ninth century, and for the past you know, uh, 1,300 years uh, has had people have written thousands and thousands of pages about their kind of mystical experiences doing these specific meditation techniques. Um, so we'll begin with very, very simple things today. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it won't be intimidating at all, I promise. Do, do you want to unroll the, yeah. the Neijing, too? Um, so, like in the introduction, uh, um, 
was mentioned, sort of these practices are very body centric. Can you go back here, Brenda? Yeah. Because I think get so everybody can see. Yeah. Uh, so this is a, an, a map of the kind of inner landscape of the human body. Uh, this is extremely kind of poetic interpretation. So in Taoism, the, the body is kind of like the, the paintings I in this chapel. Uh, if you just kind of focus on the body for a fleeting moment, you don't really see much there. But when you do the meditation and you really, really focus, you realize that there's a whole bunch of stuff going on inside the body. And so um, this is a, a kind of rock carving from the 19th century that's based on a 10th century painting. Um, and this, I'll kind of recap the little meditation we'll be doing today based on this vision of the body. Uh, so what we'll, the first exercise we'll do is called guangming. Uh, um, uh, it's, yeah, guangguang. It's vi visualizing the, the light. So you just focus on this area right between your kind of eyebrows. And this, this is a little Laudza picture. I don't know, it might be too far away from you to see. A little meditating right guy. Uh, and so this is where you kind of gather your spirit here, gather your mind. Um, and we'll just focus on that for a while. And then you kind of send him down your nose, <laughs> down through your tongue, and you swallow him. And he goes down here, and there's a little pagoda. This is your throat. It's called like a 12-story pagoda. And you just feel it going down. And you can, this is all, you're just using your imagination here, imagining this thing going down. But this kind of a psychosomatic effect when you imagine things happening in your body, all of a sudden, maybe you start to feel these things actually happening. So he goes down through the pagoda into the heart, and the heart is visualized like a kind of a um, diamond-shaped uh, ruby. It's here, this, this shining jewel. And from the heart, we go down all the way down to this point here, and this is called the elixir field, the dantian. It's about two inches below uh, your navel. Um, and so we'll focus there for a few minutes. This is the main meditation tradition in Taoism. You just focus on this. Uh, and so like I said, these are really basic meditations, but some people have, you can have kind of extreme experiences sometimes, depending on where you're coming from. So if you ever feel uh, weird doing this stuff, or jittery, or you just don't like the way you're feeling, you can just go back and focus below your belly and breathe to that area. Um, and so after that, we'll do one more meditation. It's called the Longhu Jiaozan, it's the, the dragon and tiger fight. Uh, but there's no fighting in, involved in this meditation. You just focus on your organs. So you begin focusing on your kidneys, which represent the water element in the Taoist vision of the cosmos. And water supports wood, which is the liver. So next you move and you focus on your liver, which again is like a, a shining emerald on this side of your body, the, the right side. Um, and then when you burn wood, you get, uh, you get fire and fire is represented by the heart. So once again, we return to focusing on the heart. And then fire, once it burns out, it's ashes. And so you get earth, which is the spleen. And so then we'll focus on the spleen, which is kind of over here on the left side of your body. And the spleen is like a, a kind of a shining uh, yellow jewel. Uh, and then uh, fr from earth, uh, if you leave it long enough, it, it turns into metal. And so metal is the lung. So after that, we go up and we'll focus on our lung area. And so your lungs are like kind of two white wings of a bird, kind of luminous. Um, and then we'll end this meditation by going back and just focusing on the dantian. So that's kind of a narration of, of what we'll be going through today. Um, and you don't need to have a perfect anatomical understanding of where each none. organ is. It's, yeah. it's 
the general area and your imagination is all that's required. The Taoist uses of the terms of the organs, they're, they're not the kind of anatomical organs we think of. As you can see, this is not an anatomical body. <laughs> this is a, a poetic and metaphorical body. And that's the body that we're going to be dealing with today in these meditations. So, Do you want to lay that down maybe in the middle yeah. so we can kind of watch? This, uh, this print is made from a carving, a stone carving in one of the temples in China, the Bashian'an Temple, which is in Xi'an, where the terracotta warriors are. And they, they actually rub the ink all over this print and just make tons of prints and scrolls like this from yeah. the original carving, which is mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll get to some kind of, now that you, you have a, an idea of what we'll be doing, I'll get to a couple of practical things of the meditation techniques. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are a number of ways of sitting for the meditation in, in our style. So uh, we usually sit on a, like on a cushion kind of thing. And so one way of doing it is called santan. And you just kind of fold your legs in like this. For men, the left is on the inside. For women, the right is on the inside. Uh, and that's the basic one. Most people do that. It's pretty comfortable. And then the next one is called danpan, where it's like a half lotus. You just kind of fold one leg over. Um, and then the, the, the next one is for more advanced meditation stuff. It's called swangpan. And this is like double lotus. Um, so you, you don't start with this one, because your legs will fall asleep really fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, there's also just what we'll, most of us will be doing today, I think, is just sitting on the benches. So this is also really OK. You want to have your feet flat on the floor, your heels straight below your knees, and preferably a kind of a straight line from your knees to your hips. And then you want to have a straight line again from your hips to your shoulders. And so what's really important, you want to try to uh, line up your spine so it's like a stack of coins. Uh, so it's like all of your vertebra are resting on one another. You kind of eliminate all the natural curvature in your spine by kind of uh, tucking in your tailbone and maybe making sure that your lower back is, is, is flat, not curved like it naturally is. Um, and so this, the idea here is that once you're, if your spine is just stacked up like a column, then the kind of uh, all the energy, all the muscles uh, around your spine can relax and the energy can flow better. You want to relax your shoulders and do a deep breathing into the belly. So kind of the way I think we normally breathe is maybe a little into the chest. But people who come here, you probably, uh, maybe you have some meditation experience in other traditions. Belly breathing is a really, really common thing. So here, when you're breathing, you want to have the lower belly kind of going in and out and not the chest. Um, but you don't want to make a sound. Your no sound. breathing should be subtle. Subtle and silent, yeah, through the nose. Um, so, yeah, th this whole meditation tradition is kind of based on this fusion of, of the mind and the body. And in the kind of ancient Chinese vision of the universe, uh, the, the earth was like a s kind of a snow globe. And so the, the earth was a big square. And then heaven was this big dome that went over the top. And so they would always symbolize this duality of heaven and earth with a, as a square and a circle. Um, and so in the kind of with in all the creatures in the whole world, um, some were more yang and some were more yin. Some were more heaven and some were more earth. So in kind of chapter one of Zhuangzi, a, a major Taoist text, it opens with this kind of image of this gigantic bird that just flies around its whole life. It never lands. And so this bird is, is very yang. It's up in heaven all the time. And then it, it switches to this huge fish 
that swims through these kind of subterranean canals under the earth, and it just swims its whole life, and it lives thousands of years. And this fish is kind of the sim symbolizes yin. And then it goes to the human, and we're kind of in between, you know? We can, we can jump, but not, not very high, and we can swim, but not very, not very deep. Uh, so we are this sort of combination of yin and yang. Um, and actually, kind of, this is a great space to do this meditation in because w when you go halfway between a circle and a square, uh, you end up with a, an octagon. Uh, and so that's where we're meditating today. So this place has great kind of geomantic energy. <laughs> think of it that way. Um, do you have anything to add? Um, just that um, when you're doing the practices, uh, you do need to use your, your mind and your imagination, but you also want to have your mind be relaxed. So try to achieve this balance between trying too hard and being too focused or being uh, distracted and just thinking about doing the dishes. So something in between those two, like a soft focus is what you're trying to achieve there. And your mind and body will uh, naturally follow each other. So if your mind is relaxed, then your body will be relaxed. If you relax your body, then your mind will be relaxed. Yeah, good. And yeah, so it, it's okay if, if your mind wanders and you start completely thinking about other things, that's, that's perfectly fine. Don't, don't chastise yourself for that. But if you remember and you, if you realize your mind is wandering, then just gently bring it back to the practices. But I mean, we're all humans. We're not uh, angels or perfected beings, so our minds wander, and that's totally natural. And our, our master always used to say that, that the mind is it's like a, a monkey. Um, and so monkeys just kind of going all over the place. Its energy is crazy. And so how do you get monkeys to stay in one place? And he says, you do it by feeding them bananas. Uh, and so what are the bananas? The bananas are the good feelings that arise in your body through these meditation practices. Uh, and so when you do the practice, naturally you'll, you'll start to have feelings in your body. And that's the bananas that will bring the mind back. Uh, we'll have a little question and uh, answer session at the very end, and we'll pass around a mic for that because this whole thing's recorded. So, um, on that note, I think we'll get started. Yeah. What, uh, how, how are we on time? Uh, we're, we've done about 20 minutes. Okay. Great. Um, yeah. So, as far as your hands go, you can either put them on your knees like this, this is okay, or you can just put them covering your lower belly. And you can transition between these as is comfortable. Uh, so if your hands on the knees, it's the same for men and women. If they're on your belly, for men, it's the right hand on the inside, left hand covering it. And for women, it's the opposite, left hand on the inside, right hand covering it. Because uh, for men, left is yang, right is yin, or for women, it's reversed. So just get in your posture, spine straight. Maybe tuck in your chin a little bit and lengthen the back of your neck. Feel like your head is a balloon that's kind of floating out of your body and pulling your spine straight as it does it. Start to do the, the deep abdominal breathing. Just do your best here and don't strain. Don't strain anything, just relax. In through the nose out through the nose. 
know. And when starting out, you can kind of just think of yourself like you're a, a plank of wood, a withered tree, this thing, no mind, like you're in your coffin. All of your cares and worries have just disappeared. Very calmly, just draw your attention to the area between your eyebrows, slightly above, kind of in the middle of your, the forehead. That's where, where the third eye is often depicted here in art from uh, India to Japan. Focus on this area, but still breathe deeply. Now imagine all of that energy in your face, all of the stuck in your facial muscles from all of your facial expressions, just being sucked out of your face and being concentrated in this point between your brows. Relax all the muscles in your face as you do this. And now all the energy in your eyeballs from all that looking you do. Imagine that being pulled into this point between the eyebrows. energy in your ears that you use to listen. Bring it inward. Imagine it being pulled in once again to that point between the eyebrows.
And imagine all of those streams of energy from your eyes and your ears and your face kind of fusing together. And like a sun, they're, they're producing a, a ball of white light right there in the middle between your eyebrows. Focus on the ball of white light. Breathe in, imagine the light intensifying. Imagine it glowing. And as you breathe out, see the light going back and the ball condensing, congealing. Try to feel the light shining through your entire skull, penetrating your brain and kind of saturating it in light. Now gather the light again. Feel it condensing into a smaller sphere. Something small enough for you to swallow. That's the next step. Now try and feel the light naturally descending. It's going down into the cavity of the nose. And touch your tongue to the roof of your mouth and feel it descending through the tongue 
Maybe you feel a little bit of electricity in that stage. It's good. Feel it reach the root of the tongue. And breathe naturally as you do this. And now it reaches the throat. And it sinks down through the pagoda of the throat. And you can swallow at this point. Force it down a bit. Now feel it through this descending through the chest. Maybe it's like a, a stream now, dripping down into the heart. And feel it filling the heart with light. And then follow it, descending still through the sternum into the solar plexus. Behind the belly button, now dripping down into the dantian, the elixir field. This is two inches or so below the belly button. And here you want to do your deep abdominal breathing. how much deeper and calmer and even your breath is at this point than when you first began. mind to the lower belly. And just focus on the rising and falling of the abdomen. And as you breathe, you can try to feel that, that line that the breath traced from the nose down the tongue, the throat, the chest, into the lower abdomen. This is the first kind of energetic pathway that you have to really open in these, these Taoist meditations.
imagine it is a, a river of light from the nose to the lower abdomen, completely clear of any obstacles. Once more, just try and submerge the body in the lower dantian, the lower abdomen. So this, this meditation practice is called Nedan, the inner alchemy. And through this alchemy, you create the elixir, which is uh, this kind of an energetic uh, drink of immortality. But on your way to the elixir, you create different kinds of medicines. So there's the big medicine, the small medicine. And so through the exercise we've just done, you've created a little, little drop of medicine. And now it's residing in your lower belly, it's sitting there. And so now in the next exercise, we'll, we'll use this, this medicine uh, and help it energize and restore the health of, our, of our, the five main organs. So imagine this little, little drop of, of medicine, a little luminous yellow ball in your lower dantian. They also call it the huangya. The, the yellow sprout. Now send this, this medicine, divide it into two and, and send it back to your two kidneys. And your right and left sides, your lower back. And for these, these meditations, you can, you can put your hands on these organs as you do it, if, if, that, if that feels helpful to you. So you can put your hands back on, on covering your kidneys and kind of feel the warmth of your hands. Their kidneys are like two black uh, luminous spheres.
and just focus on them, breathe into them. Try and connect. If you feel some kind of connection, internally you can uh, express gratitude. Thank your kidneys. They help you out a lot. That'll help, help the connection as well. the kidneys with our attention and the, the medicine just as water gives rise to wood move your attention move the energy from your kidneys and focus on your liver now this is on your right side and once again you can use your hands to cover the area if it helps you feel the connection now breathe into this area kind of right midsection of your body Visualize the liver as a, a bright emerald jewel or a luminous green sphere. Once again, maybe an expression of gratitude or a little smile to your liver. It helps the connection.
now of having connected to the liver, just as wood gives rise to fire. Move your energy, move your attention, move your focus, move the visualization from your liver to your heart in the center of your chest. Once again, you can connect with the hands, one hand, two hands. The heart is a red glowing jewel. The heart is, I think it's an easier one to connect to because there's such a, a palpable response. Once again, a little bit of gratitude or a smile to the heart will help establish this connection. Now that we've washed the heart with the medicine of our attention, just as fire creates ash, ash condenses into earth, Move the attention to the spleen area. In Taoist kind of conception, this is the left midsection of the body. Visualize the spleen as a yellow sphere, jewel. Breathe into that area, slowly and deeply.
uh, different organs are easier to connect to for different people. So maybe some you have feeling right away, others you don't get anything. This is okay, it's natural. So again, you can express gratitude internally to your spleen. Helps the connection. And just as earth creates metal, we now move our attention up to the lungs, all the way across the chest. Like the wings of a bird, this white, luminous. Here it's okay to breathe into the chest a bit. You can relax the abdominal breathing. Breathe into this area. And feel your attention nourishing the lungs. Once more, the expression of gratitude helps the connection. Now concentrate all of that energy into that luminous sphere we started with and feel that right in the center of your chest. All the white energy of the lungs congeals to a little ball in the center of the chest. Now bring that down, move that down that center line we started on earlier, through the solar plexus, behind the navel, and back to your lower abdomen. Feel your energy and your attention congeal there. But also feel the lightness and the luminosity inside your body, exuding from your organs. So 
Now you can put your hands on your knees, uh, palms up. And we'll do three closing movements to close the meditation. So breathing in, lift the hands. Breathing out, sink them back down to the lower belly. And imagine collecting all the energy that you've just been circulating, all the energy of your whole body, putting it back at the lower belly. Good. Once more, breathing in. And breathing out. Feel the nourishing energy in your lower belly. And last time, in, and out. Thanks for coming, everybody. Something you can do if you feel a bit too relaxed is kind of washing your face mm -hmm. with your hands. I have a microphone here, so I'll just do one side, but you can do this. And then take some deep breaths through your nose. Like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think we have time for questions. Yeah, yeah, Perfect. Pretty good. Okay, good. I have a microphone if anyone has a question. <laughs> uh, you talked a little bit about how each of the different organs represented a different element. Mm -hmm. um, could you maybe expound a little bit more on what that means in the Taoist tradition? Yeah, so uh, I talked in the beginning about kind of this image of, of the, the whole earth, right, is this, it's a snow globe. Um, and so in uh, Taoism, there's this, what we call macrocosmic, microcosmic correspondence. That's kind of a, a $10 term to refer to the fact that the Taoists view the body as a little miniature version of the entire universe. Um, and so kind of in Taoist uh, cosmology, or what you might call Taoist physics, uh, the universe is comprised of these five uh, interpenetrating elements. So element is actually kind of a mistranslation uh, that was coined by the, the Jesuits when they were in China in the 1700s. Uh, it, it actually, it's kind of five phases of, is what people prefer to call it these days. And it's because um, you have the kind of uh, earth, uh, water, uh, metal, wood, and fire. Um, but they're not, uh, they all, they turn into one each of them. They turn into each other. Um, so there's sort of like, there's one thing behind them all in Taoism. There's this one cosmic energetic blast that created the universe. And so everything is a manifestation of what they call chi. And so these five elements are just five different formations of this chi in action. Um, and so what a Taoist wants to do is balance the entire cosmos, balance the whole universe. And so, we, but we're just individual humans. And so how do we do that? That's a pretty big job. Uh, but if, you're, if your body is a mirror of the universe, then by balancing your body, you actually balance the cosmos. 
And so in Taoism, there's this idea that first you, you balance your internal organs. And once your five organs are balanced and functioning properly, then you'll be a balanced individual. And that balance will kind of like uh, circle out from you. And then your family unit will be balanced or your temple. And once that's balanced, then your kind of city will be balanced. And then your province, your country, the whole world, and then the entire cosmos. Um, so it's kind of, uh, it's up to each of us as individuals in this Taoist view to balance ourselves. And by balancing ourselves, we'll actually balance the whole world. That's a good question. Yeah, great question, thanks. <laughs> Where does the physicality come in? We hear a lot about um, the Tai Chi, yoga, various practices in Taoism. Is this something that happens once a week? Is it something that people practice daily? Just, can you explain that, please? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's a daily thing. So physical practices are hugely important in Taoism. And so this meditation we just did, for example, uh, we didn't start doing these things until we had been training for about two years in China. Um, so it was all physical practices. And in our specific sect of Taoism, you start with Kung Fu. And so you want to um, actually, so in the Tao Te Ching, it talks about how you want to uh, return to the state of an infant and make your body like a baby's body. Uh, and there are lots of different interpretations of this, but the sect we were in took this like pretty literally. Uh, and so you, you want to make your body super flexible. And so you do all these kind of like, like Taoist yogas, essentially, all these flexibility exercises until you're like as supple and soft as a baby. Uh, and only then, once your body is, is super flexible, uh, are you ready to move on and then do the subtler techniques of kind of energetic manipulation and stuff like that. And so it, it all begins from the physical. You're making these big movements, but then the movements get smaller and what's going on inside becomes more active until you're not moving at all and everything is happening inside your body. So this is sort of uh, spiraling from outward movements to inward movement. Yeah. Is, is that, does that answer your question? Okay, great. Uh, so my question is about, um, I think when we started, you used the word um, imagine. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and now, um, so I'm wondering, um, I don't know how to make the question, but like becoming aware of the movement of the energies. Um, it might, you might, you asked us to imagine, but it sounds like you're doing something way beyond imagining. Mm. So um, you, do you get the sense of my question? Um, yeah, I, I think so. Well, like imagine is, is like, uh, okay, imagine something. Mm -hmm. uh, a house is burning down. Right. And then there's a house that's burning down. They're not the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering what is the, what is happening that's not imagining? Mm -hmm. Is that is that a better? Yeah, I think I understand. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a yeah that's that's a huge. I mean that's like the, the million dollar question. I think that's a, sorry. I'll I'll try and speak more into my microphone. Um, uh, so the imagination um, in Taoism, they actually don't really have a term for imagination as we understand it in our culture and. And our own understanding of the imagination is something that kind of came out of the 19th century. It's like a very specific way that we think about the imagination as this thing where it's completely internal to us and it has no effect on the outside world, you know? So it's not quite like that in Taoism. I mean, as you can tell from this idea that the body is a mirror of the cosmos. And so what you do inside your body somehow ripples out and affects the entire universe. Um, and so the imagination, the way that we think of it, is kind of like a, a starting tool 
in these uh, meditation practices. So you start just imagining things. Just imagine it's happening, because you know, you, you, maybe you don't feel anything, but you can picture a, a piece, some light or something in your body, you know? Um, but the body is this strange place where uh, the, the line that separates what's happening inside your head and what's happening in reality kind of breaks down, you know? And so it's widely known as the placebo effect. And this is something that they kind of um, make use of in these Taoist meditations. And so if you visualize something long enough and hard enough going on inside your body, you're going to start to feel something. Um, and so this is where imagination gives way to feeling. And all of a sudden, what was your mind leading your body becomes your body leading your mind. Uh, and this is the kind of how this meditation is supposed to go. And then all of a sudden, you realize that what's happening in your mind, what's happening in your body, neither is leading the other, and they're both actually kind of the same thing. We spent um, years just imagining uh, our breath in our dantian, in our lower belly, before anything happened. Like, it, if you don't feel anything today, I mean, I would be surprised if you, if you did. And that's, that's fine. Like, if you're just using your imagination and you're like, oh, it's on, only in my head, that's natural and normal. And then the feelings come after lots and lots of practice. So they're connected, but uh, there's a bit of a delay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. That's a really good question. That's a great sweater, by the way. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, so I've read that in sort of the, um, the seven chakra model of the energy centers along the spine, each of the chakra ch uh, centers can be overcharged or undercharged and affect sort of your um, physiological state as well as aspects of your personality. And I'm wondering, do the five elements uh, within the uh, Taoist cosmology sort of correspond to specific aspects of your health and your personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And mm -hmm. yeah, like you said, that they can be overcharged. <laughs> and so the, the five organs and the five elements also correspond with five uh, emotions. And so, for example, uh, the emotions of the motion corresponds with your lungs is sadness. And of course, you don't want to be overcharged in the lungs because you'll be sad all the time. And so like depression oftentimes in a kind of Taoist medical context is uh, kind of seen as, as a sort of pathology of the lungs. And so they'll treat it with different practices or different herbs or whatever. Uh, but the, the heart, you know, is, is joy. And so that's like an emotion. Maybe you do want to be overcharged with joy. Uh, but there's this yin-yang understanding that if, if the heart is overactive and you're just like exuberant and joyous all the time, eventually there's going to be a crash. And so you want to even take it easy and kind of tamp it down with joy. Don't be so, so joyful all the time, you know? Um, so, yeah, the, absolutely, the kind of these organs. So what we just did is, is a very kind of gentle exercise where you're just you're paying attention, kind of, and you're connecting with your organ. You probably never thought of your kidneys before, <laughs> you know? Like, who, who does? It's like these things in my back, and they do this job. Um, but they're, they, they're considered kind of like agents of your personality in the Chinese thought. And so you want to connect with them. You know, just check in, you know, make sure everything's all right. Uh, because they have this effect on, on your character and how you experience the world. It's a pretty complicated model of like the Chinese and Taoist view of the body. So there are elements, there's a balance of yin and yang, there's excess, there's deficiency, and all those things come together in a super complicated diagnostic method that is way beyond the scope of this class. But yeah. yes, um, they, 
it's a lot like that. You can have too much, you can have not enough, and things can get stuck in one place, and then there's not enough in another place. That can happen. Mm -hmm. Anyone else? Do we have more time? I think we can take one more question, and then okay. we'll close with this okay. kind of question. Thanks. Yeah, one more. So th there's so many different practices out there, of, uh, and I'm curious as to what it was about Taoism that attracted y'all, because it's not as uh, widely known um, with people. So I'm mm -hmm. wondering what led you guys into finding it and embracing it. Yeah. To be honest, I think part of, in initially, part of it was the mystique, that I didn't yeah. know anything about it. And that made it seem much more interesting. But uh, also, just the fact that it's so grounded in physical practices mm -hmm. makes it something that continues to fascinate me to this day. Yeah, yeah, finding a kind of like a spiritual path that also involved martial arts where I can like swing a sword around and that's somehow a legitimate me method of spiritual cultivation also really appealed to me. When I, <laughs> I moved to China when I was 21. And so this, this, it was just like really, really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it arose out of my own childhood interest with like uh, Star Wars and the Jedi. And <laughs> this is a religion where you can like dress up like a, a Jedi and kind of do Jedi stuff. So it's, mm -hmm. it's cool, you know. So that feels like a nice place to stop. Okay, <laughs> great. Thanks. I like to thank uh, Simon and Brandy. Thank you all so much for sharing your practice with us here today. Yeah. And I'd like to thank each of you all for taking the time out of your day to, to come and have this experience. And it sounds like there's so much more to learn in this practice. So for those of you who are interested, I want to invite you to go to the Wudang Houston website. There's more information um, about everything they shared today, as well as more opportunities to connect with them. So thank you all. And I do want to just say that we are now opening back up to the general public. So if you all do want to talk with each other, if you don't mind, just please in it outside to the plaza so that we can resume to the quietude. Thanks. Yeah. Great. Thanks, everybody.